You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. My name is Kenny Stubblefield, lead digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And we got the man on the show today. We got BT. We got Brandon Thomas on the show, man. What's up, dude? What's up? How you doing, man? Just getting up. You just waking up? Yeah, I'm just getting up. We got a brand new puppy at the house. So it it's like having a new baby. I know you know what it's like to have a new baby. It's like having a new baby, man. Six o'clock, yelping, screaming, all that kind of stuff. So, doing a lot of whining. A lot of whining. We're having to. We're doing the crate training thing right now, where we're trying to, you know, make sure the the puppy's not peeing, peeing and pooping all over the house. Mm-hmm. But they say um, you should like keep the puppy like away from you and like down, like not up in your arms all the time because they get attached and that will make them cry too. So, like, what we're doing is we are, when they're inside the house, we have a big crate that that he's staying in. He's a five-month-old, like a hound and, um, oh, man, what's the mix? He's like one of those, like, hunting dogs, like a a pointer dog. You know what I'm saying? So, he get big. He's going to get big, yeah. And, And so, we've got him in the crate, and then we pick him up, take him outside, let him do his business outside, play around, run around, get his energy mm-hmm. out, and then bring him back into the crate. So he's not – he doesn't have free reign of the house just yet. He's doing all of his business outside. So it's crazy, though. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, just like kids. I know, I know, man. So I, I wanted to – and, you know, obviously I don't want to put all your business out there, but – I, I mean, I saw some beautiful pictures of you and your daughter, man. Like, how has it been? How's it been being a daddy, man? Like, how has that changed your life? It's been great being a dad. Yeah. Like, it's something I didn't really expect. Like, at first, it was like, you know, a whole bunch of nerves. Seemed like, like nervous. You know what I'm trying to say. But it was just a whole bunch of that. And I didn't really know what to expect. I was scared. Like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to, like, provide and do certain things like I didn't think I was gonna be able to see my daughter much it was just crazy like you know the thoughts they go through your head as a high school senior going into college you're gonna move away daughter not gonna be with you all the time but it actually working out just fine especially with how um the um staff the coaching staff treat treat her as a family and I get to like see her all the time like while I'm at practice sometimes they like watch her for me it just the whole family is like they showed me that I can do it and I'm gonna be able to do that while being here. Just so is it, I mean, was that a like a 
was if the staff hadn't done that, would that have been something that would have maybe caused you to go, man, I got to reconsider some things like where I'm at, like who I'm, you know, do I need to go back home and, and be with my daughter? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I understand. I see what you're saying. Just like a, it's a thing that I really can't answer because I know like I'd be feeling different at different moments. Like, yeah, it would get to the point where I'm missing my daughter so bad that I probably would have to like, do what's best for her at that point because it's not all about me at that point anymore. It's like yeah. I got to do what's best for her. Also, we're making sacrifices for football for her too. Right. And that's just something she's going to have to understand like as she get older. Like they, like I had a um, talk with one of the coaches and they were just like, that's the best thing right now. Like I'm in some, a good position because right now like She's so young. She's not going to really remember anything. She's not going right. to remember coming down here and, like, staying with coach, like, um, being watched by the coaches at practice. She's not going to, like, really remember none of that. So, that's, like, that's the best thing right now because she, she a baby. She ain't going to understand until she older. Right. No, absolutely. I have a I have a 10-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old son. And so, mm-hmm. I recognize how much of a – you know, you want to talk about having to grow up real quick, right? Like having to grow up and, and when when your motivation is not just about yourself anymore, it's about, man, providing and taking care of somebody else, especially a little baby like that. It's a total game changer, man. Like is she – have you kind of felt like, yeah, man, she's – I'm going to continue to grind and continue to work hard and do the things that I need to do because because I have a motivation now that's bigger than myself? Yeah, actually, that uh, it actually came into play like one workout. Like it was a workout, I was just struggling to make the times with, and like you know, JJ Russell. Oh man, he came out there and just like was giving like a speech, like talking about who I do it for, and was bringing up my daughter, and it just like boosted all motivation. Like I wasn't even getting tired anymore. I was just getting through it, like. I know I had to do it for her, and what he said, like, really brought brought it to mind. I had to get all my stuff and go ahead and grind and get it out the way. Man, I've had the opportunity to talk to a bunch of different players on the team that are that are on the team this year, that are on the roster, and and to a person, almost every single every single one of them mentioned JJ Russell and mentioned <laughs> um, his leadership and and his. And not only that, but his ability to motivate with his words. Like, I'd, I'm not on the team, but I got to be down on the field during the games last year. And um, I got to be right there with with you guys when y'all would, when y'all would be like grouped we'll up. Like, we do the huddle and they talk. And mm-hmm. JJ was the one that would talk. And, bro, I'm not even an athlete like that, and I was ready to run through a brick wall. Like, you know, man, he, know, he just know how to bring something out of you like that most people can't or like you barely can bring out yourself and it's like it's amazing because like most people need that because most people don't got out there fire like or like desire to do something and jj like he's a very good person that that can get get that um out of you so, so who's gonna take that role this year man like who's gonna be the jj russell of the 2022 season let's see I've, who do you who do you think so far who have you noticed in spring ball I feel like it's going to be either Quindale, 
Marquavis Weaver or Jalen Allen. I think it's one of those three guys. Actually, I had a chance to talk to Quindell, and you know, it, it's it's interesting to to hear um, what motivates guys, right? Like what motivates these, like what motivates y'all as players? How to grind, like because it's not like it, it. For me, it would be one of those things where you know you play the games on Saturdays or on on Fridays, and it's like. If you got to get motivated to play the game, then you're probably in the wrong situation. Right, like you probably right. need to move on and do something else. But it's those dog days, right? Like you're about to walk into that right now where summer ball in Memphis is like probably pretty brutal because it's humid as all get out outside. Right. 100 right. degrees every single day. You're in pads. You're working out. You're lifting. And you don't ever get that fulfillment of playing, right? Like you don't ever get that at the end of the week. I get to I get to bust on somebody. Like I get to go and get to go out there and beat on somebody. Right. Um, how do you stay motivated during this time that you're about to walk into right now? Like at this time, see, that's when for me, that's when my daughter coming to play. Like I just need to know it's not about me and think about her. And as soon as I think about her, it just all right. I got to get this done. I I'm working for something more than me is not just about me so that that's how I stay motivated I don't know how most stay motivated most people like just have tremendous love for the game I have love for the game but my daughter is what keep me motivated I'm I'm right there with you man I, be, I believe that so let's talk about this year man you um it's a little bit different for you this year because last year you came in and everybody knew about you everybody right. knew what you could do but you were kind of an unknown player for Tigers fans. Like, okay, who's going to take this this lead running back role? Who's going to be that guy? Um, is All it right. going to be Drake? Is it going to be BT? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Marquavius? Is it going to be Asa? Like, who? All right. So, not a lot of folks knew exactly what you could do. This year's different, right? Like, people know you, and right, people know right. B, people know BT now. Like, they know what you All can right. do. Um, has that felt different for you? Like, has the expect to because the expectations are what they are? Has it felt different? I mean, the expect is they are what they are, but like at the same time, I don't really listen to the outside noise. It's just it's a grind for me, like mentally and physically. Like, it's my journey, so I can't really take the noise and like listen to that. I just block it out and grind and do the best I can. So what was it like coming in last year? I mean, you got uh, – I saw you on your Twitter. You had tweeted out a – or retweeted a, a Dan Patrick clip where he was talking about Memphis being – is Memphis the new RBU, running back university? Right. And, it, and if you look at the numbers, if you look at the players, man, like it, the, the – the history is there, right? You've got Tony right, Pollard, right. you got Daryl Henderson, you got Antonio Gibson, you got Kenny Gainwell, all in the NFL, all guys right. that are – actively producing in the NFL that and that's literally running back after running back after running back that were right after each other right right did you feel pressure coming in to that honestly before like I committed here and came I knew about um Patrick Taylor he was my um and I forgot Patrick Taylor I apologize Patrick yeah, Patrick Taylor. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. He was um, the guy that was hosting me on my official. So, at the time, he was, like, the only running back I knew. I didn't know it was, like, 
like I, what I was walking into for real. Like I walked into something like, oh, because I actually my first season I would have played with Kenny Gainwell, but he um he opted out. Declared, yeah, he declared. So it was just like, okay, and he went, but like I didn't know like Tony Pollard and Antonio Gibson at first. So it was like. I I didn't just know what I was walking into, but now it's like okay, here come the pressure because right I walked into something not knowing the expectations or something, so it's just like oh <laughs> that's kind of a lot I got to look up to, but I'm willing to take like you know what I'm saying yeah willing you're willing to, to you're willing to fight you're willing to that doesn't make you back down like some dudes will back down yeah. to that right yeah I'm willing I'm really willing to take the fire like. I'm there, so I know I got this goal that I want to get to. So I like that the um, standards are high and make me work hard. I mean, it's interesting because, like, if anything, I mean, your career from high school into now is an example of not backing down, right? Like, you've never right. backed down from anything. I mean, like, listen, bro, the the stuff you went through. Your, during the summer of your before your senior year, the injury that uh, happened, the fireworks. Yes, sir. Coming into that, all the surgeries and everything that you had to go through, um, even last year, um, with some of the issues that were going on last year, most normal people would have been like, "I'm out." Right, right, right. What? Yeah, what is it about you? Like, what is it about you? Like, like that makes you go, man, now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm 10 toes deep in this. Like I'm not backing down. I'm going to, I'm going to get back to where I want to go. A lot of it is my mental. If my mental's right, then I feel I can do anything. Like that injury, like it had, I, it gave me a lot of doubt for real. Cause it was just, it's a hand and I need that. Like that's right. something I need. So not being able to like, feel this hand or use it just like okay and like as soon as it happened the first thing i thought about like dang will i ever play football again because in the moment of it happening i really couldn't feel my hand it was just like blood everywhere it was just like it was a crazy moment and scary and like i really thought i was gonna never be able to play again use my hand again i thought football was just over but memphis even after me telling them or my coaches telling them that I had the incident, they still was like 10 toes deep behind me. So like they gave me a, a huge motivation to come here. Like I wanted to be here. Like they showed me it was more than football. It was family. Like they still brought me in knowing like the conditions I was under. So that's the thing that keep me motivated here. It's bigger than me. But even in that, though, like, they weren't there with you during the surgeries and the recovery. They weren't right. there with you during the rehabs. Like, they weren't there with you. Like, I'm sure they were calling you and talking to you, but there's some pretty dark days during that time. It was days where, like, I was sitting in the bed all day just crying. Like, yeah, that was the hard part. I'm like, it's something I really don't want to experience again. You know how most people be like, I'll do it again. I don't want to experience that again. I'm good. But I that, already experienced it thing, once. <laughs> but that made me stronger also. Yeah. Like, yeah. it made me stronger in many ways. 
Like, it was just so, it's so depressing. And I don't really think people understand that they like, it's a firecracker engine. They're not thinking about how big the explosion was. Like, it caused so much depression. I just, it was days I sit in the bed all day. It was days like, I didn't want to um, be at school. Like, it was just days like, I get emotional. Like, mm-hmm. it was just all weird. And then, like, the, the recovery it was just like my hand got stuck in a certain way so like trying to like break the scar tissue and stuff like that or work mobility back it was just i mean that's the grind that's the painful stuff right like that's the breaking that scar tissue getting your hand mobile again that's not easy to do and it was a couple times i really just wanted to say I can't do this, but I just, I just didn't have that in me. Like, I, it's like a person, I'm not a quitting person, so I can't, I can't just give up. Like, I feel like, like, I'm too, what I'm trying to say, I can't think of the word. You got too, you're too strong for that. You can say that, but. It's still a better word I'm looking for. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. So, like, even last year, though, um, I know last year for the team and for you individually was probably a – it was a roller coaster, right? Like, there was some really good moments and some frustrating moments at the same time. Um, Right. And – but it's interesting, man. Like, you look at it – you look at when the team was successful. um, You look at your numbers and – the numbers, there's a strong correlation between the success of the Tiger football team last year and Brandon Thomas having a big game, having a productive game, and then the games that you maybe weren't healthy or maybe you had to sit out, um, yeah. those were some of the games that, that the offense struggled and a lot of times the Tigers lost. Um, what are some of the – for you last year, what were some of the biggest highlights – and and maybe even some of the lows from last year for you as a player and for the team as a whole. I mean, some of the highs I had as a person were. Let me start out with the lows. Some of the low, the lows that I had was the concussions. Like that's what um really kind of like a downfall because like you can't like over like you can't you know how you get injured you can play through something you can't play through a concussion. And I'm a guy that played through most of my injury, but it was different this time because I couldn't play through that. Like, that's something you have to sit out for. So that was another thing that caused a lot of stress on my own and, like, confusion. But my team, the team and the players let me know that they let me know that they, like, had my back and they know, like, if I was there, I could, if I could be there, I would. So, like, They kept me up and kept my head high. They let me know that they had my back.
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At some point, you had tweeted out a question, I think, or maybe it was on IG or something, but you had asked a question about Retirement, um, retired players. Um, was that something that went through your brain last year? Um, the, the idea of possibly not playing anymore. I didn't have some times like that, but like I don't bring that to social media. Um, sometimes I just be playing like on social media, but that no, nah, that wasn't a time. Like if this is time that um. I'm feeling down, like, want nobody, you know. I have a talk with the coach, and it'll boost it, or I just see my daughter, and I just, like, I can't be thinking like that. Got you. Okay. Um, so some of the some of the some of the lows for you personally were the were the concussions. That um, really, really, kind of was probably the only low I had was the injuries. I don't know how to really handle injuries. What were some of the highs then, man? I mean, obviously, y'all came out the gate three and zero. You had monster games against Nichols and against Arkansas State. I honestly think, for me, just personally, I think that Mich- that Mississippi State game was probably the most impressive of all of all three of those for me in terms of you, in terms of your play. You agree? Yes, I do. I, the Mississippi State game to me probably was like my favorite game. Like it was like. For the team, we had a whole lot just to, like, show and prove. And, like, it wasn't just easy. It was like a dog fight. Like, we actually had to be on our team and had to stay behind each other. Like, like we knew when it wasn't just going to be, all right, easy. We just going to come right there and, like. Right. Right. It was like we going against, like, almost not – almost the number one defense so it was like we had to prepare and work hard we couldn't take no days off at practice like so after after that i feel like that was like a high for the team like we um came together as a team and like worked as brothers so i feel like that was a high for the team but also a low for the team was like like when we when the season went downhill, like a lot of players didn't know how to block out the outside noise. A lot of players just didn't know how to handle it. And like, 
it's like the team started kind of separating. It was like a low, but like this year, if we could bring all that together and just stay high, we we'll be all right. We can't let the like losses get to us because that's like something that's we're in control of and how like okay, it like it determine if what am I trying to say? It just I really can't. I went blank on that. No, you're good. You're good. Um, it's interesting. It's a weird. It's a weird. Like everybody feels that pressure, right? When 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 things are going well, everybody's riding high. The media, the media, in which I'm a part of, the media's. You know, is this the best team in the world? You know what? Like, you know what? Right. Everybody's riding high, and you're right, man. Like when things start to go a little bit left during the season. The response is to um, start paying attention to outside noise, and 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 it's tough because like the media is supposed to try to try to help understand what's going on right out there on the field. What are what are what are the fans seeing that um, is causing the team to lose a couple of games in a row? And a lot of times you're dealing with people that don't know the game of football very well, and right. and which is it's okay, like. You know, but for players, I'm sure it probably is hard to tune that stuff out. But I mean, how do you? I mean, you said it just a few minutes ago in our in our interview. You said I don't listen to the outside world. Like I don't listen to that noise. Yeah, that's something I learned. I learned from coach, and I like saw myself um, after like one game. Like I didn't even play, and it was like a person like hit me up on Instagram, and it was like. He was like, you can suck. You lost me my money. I'm like, ooh. I, don't, I ain't even He said played. you lost like, him. He said he lost you money? Or he lost, nah, he you said, lost him he said, money? He said, I lost him his money. And I was like, I was so confused. Like, I guess he made a bet on the game or something. Yeah. I really didn't know. I just, like, I just looked at it and, like, went on about my day. It really didn't affect me. But I was like, it just, people don't try to get in your head or, like, right. you know how some people are so as a leader on the team now like how do you how do you help the young dudes and and even some of the guys that have been around for a minute block all that noise out well i'm pretty sure like most people block out the outside like in the running back room i feel like our room like as a whole is not really a social media we don't social media that much we don't do that so i feel like right there is like a already a, like a plus because we don't really have to worry about what people say or like looking and seeing the type of stuff like we see it but like it don't affect us because we know we're here working and they don't know what's going on behind the scenes they don't know the injuries that's right like we're not mentioning they don't know like what's going on so i'm pretty sure like we do a great job of like black now, but the new guys that come in, it's just something we're going to have to teach them. Cause we know it's going to be that bad first bad experience with someone. And they like not going to know how to handle it. And it's going to affect them. It just, it's football. Like, you know, five campus around the corner. Like a lot right. of people are not going to know how to handle that. Like that, that's coming. something. Yeah. That's something that's very serious. And like, like, 
I didn't really get it either when I first got here, but it was COVID. So like it didn't last as long, but like I had got a taste of it and I knew like, okay, the next year I gotta be ready for this. This is something I need to be ready for. Like I don't need to come in thinking it's a two hour practice and we done. Like <laughs> it's a whole day thing. So it's a like, nine to five, isn't it? Yeah, that's or six to five, six to nine. <laughs> I'm it's 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 a job. It's a job job. It's a it's a over 40 hours a week. I know you're not supposed to, but I know you guys do the work outside by yourself. But tell me about this running back room, man. Um, I've been talking to a bunch of offensive players, guys that aren't in the running back room. You're the first guy from that room that I've had a chance to talk to this offseason. Right. And I'm hearing some glowing reports about the running back room. Tell me about this. I know, I know it's a lot of guys that we already know. Um but there's not a whole lot of talk. Like you said, there's not a whole lot of talk that comes out of that room. Y'all just come out and y'all do y'all thing. It's, it's really like we know we don't hate on each other. Like it's straight family in that room. It's like, okay, it's like what I'm trying to say. Okay, it's like family in that room. Like we all know we got this desire and we can all run the ball. So it's like we going like, like if – Say one day Drake is like shining, we're gonna let him shine because he's shining. We're not hating, it's not okay. It's it's not like we're not trying to block each other's shine because, like, we feel like this person should be number one or like they should be number one. Like, we don't like, I don't care about that stuff, and I'm pretty sure that the room doesn't care about that stuff. Like, it's always joking and like having fun and like helping each other improve, like, if, say, for instance, one day I'm at workouts struggling or, like, mm. Jay Ducker is struggling, like, you know, Dreek, Dreek or Quay, they'll come over as leaders and, like, they pick us up and, like, encourage us to keep going, even if it's, like, not a made time, but they running with our arm around their neck. Like, it's, like, they right. we pushing each other to finish and be great. It's not no hate. We don't want to see nobody fail. It's like straight love in that room and we're a family. I mean, is there ever going to be a time that Coach Cramsey runs out a set in offense, on the offensive side of the ball where he brings in BT out in the slot, um, Jay out in the slot, Dreek and Marquavius in the backfield, Asa – in the slot like like is it gonna be hey we don't need any receivers because we got seven dudes in the running back room that can <laughs> fill all these hey, skill I'm positions sure, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure we are having a day and we're doing our thing he'll do that i'm pretty sure because crimson got a lot up his sleeve i mean bro y'all got like seven dudes that can that can actually do things out there in that room like, right how, i mean how many dudes like i mean you got guys that have performed for the last couple of years out in right. that running back room. That's an impressive depth yeah, there. That's impressive, but I feel like we we could absolutely do that. Like, we really could. But it's just something to be determined. Yeah, but I feel like that's something we could do. It had been – we didn't say something similar to that before, but <laughs> we just got to wait to see how everything go. So you said Coach Caramsey's got some stuff up his sleeve. Don't give yeah, away yeah. any – hey, don't yeah. – I don't want to get a phone call – don't 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 tell me anything, but like, how has it been this year? Um, 
uh, what is what's kind of what's one of the things that you've noticed has changed the most um, under Cramsey's leadership in the offensive side of the ball? I mean, I'm really just excited about like how he called the plays and how he want to run things. I'm not gonna like give too much detail on it, but like the way he run things is great. Like it's something different, like something like like something you wouldn't expect like he have a great idea for the game and like what he want to do. So you said just a few minutes ago that you guys aren't really active on social media and, and that's true. You're not, but I have noticed in the last couple of uh, last, last couple of posts have been about community involvement, some different events that you've been a part of with youth villages and the soiree with Sudan. I know those things have already happened and, but, but, Tell me about your involvement in those kinds of of events and those kinds of of opportunities to help people that need help in the city of Memphis. Okay, I actually haven't been like to um, one recently, but like I've been to one, and it was like few villages. It's just like something we go out and like show love and show that we care. Like a time to have fun with like the children and stuff like that. I think. You vis you youth villages are like like a whole bunch of kids like that like basically want to be us like they want to be able to do what we do and like it just it makes me happy because I got a daughter so like I love playing with children that just changed my look on things so like I'd be happy to just go up there and answer their questions have fun with them tell them that they could like be here one day if they work and stay motivated like. I just hope that like what I tell them could like lead them to a better, a better future and path. You know, did you have somebody in your life like that? Did you have team players or someone that you looked up to when you were a young buck like that over in Arkansas? Actually, I had a brother that I looked up to, like he played football and basketball. So I kind of looked up to him. So that, that was the thing that like made me want to start playing football. So yeah, I looked up to my brother. Like how dope will it be if in like 10 years, a kid playing running back for the university of Memphis is like, yeah, man, I've been Brandon Thomas at youth villages when I was eight years old and he that, motivated that, me to play football. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Uh, I'd be really happy because that man, my word got out and it like helped him like grinding, stay motivated. So I'd be that impressed, like making me very happy. All right, I got a couple last questions for you. Fan questions. Want to get to know you a little bit more. Um, what's right. your favorite place to eat in Memphis? As of right now, I like Wing Guru. Mm. What's your, it's the second time somebody said that. What's your favorite uh, seasoning there? Actually, I get the um. My first time was the other day, and like, I feel like it's like my top since I've been here. But the favorite sauce I had got the, I think it was Guru Gold. Yeah, it's Guru Gold. That's what yeah, I had. Kind of like the Honey Gold, the Guru, the Wing Guru version of Honey Gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's fire. Um, all right, this is. A, I don't want to put you on the spot. But this this is a this is a tough one. If you could only watch one movie and listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
one movie, it probably would be Friday. <laughs> Friday. That's my movie right there. Friday. That's a great movie. What's, what about the album? What, what's one album that you would listen to? One album, one album, one album. Hold on. Okay. I've had some pretty obscure um, artists mentioned to me on here. So are you going to go mainstream or are you going to go obscure on me? Somebody from North Little Rock? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Um, I actually don't know. It'd probably be like, it'd have to be an album by Lil Baby. Right? A Lil Baby. Yeah. What, it, like, it don't matter what album it is, it's going to be an album by Lil Baby. Little Baby has really quickly become like that guy that I look for on other people's albums. If he's mm-hmm. featured on a song, that's the first song I, I listen to. Because right. I know it's yeah. going to be a banger. I know Baby's going to kill it. Yeah, he just got in a song with, um, you know, that Sleazy for a song. Mm-hmm. He he just remixed that song. Yeah, Little Baby got to be top three. He's one of my favorites right now, by far. Like he's he's just I love the way he does his his craft. Um, if if you had to pick an album, what would it be? Man, thank you. But you're the first person to ever turn that around on me. Um, I'm gonna show my age here. It's uh, Fifty Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> and you know, Fifty Cent, like a long time ago, used to be my favorite rapper. It, it was is all because of the movie. Oh yeah, the no the movie the movie is the movie's phenomenal, but yeah. that album from top to bottom is one of the best. It's it's there's not a single like you don't I don't fast forward past any song. Like I don't press I don't press next on any song on that album. Right. That's the one that's I would how, listen to. That's how a lot of the baby songs are like. Yeah. I feel like he's changing the game right now. Him and um young boy. You yeah. like Young Boy? I mean, I like some of that songs. Yeah, he's uh he's good. I, I'm not a I'm not the biggest Young Boy fan, but I I do like um I I love I love little um little baby and like I said, man, like for me that that Get Richard Die Trying album, the I mean the best song I could listen to this song on repeat all day. It's Patiently Waiting, right. the one that he does with uh, Eminem. It's like one of the greatest songs ever, and um. So that for me is a that for me is the one. If I had to listen to one album for the rest of my life, it would be Fifty Cent Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, yeah, that's kind of hard. The rest of your life, I know, right? Yeah, that's kind of hard. Because sometimes you got to gotta turn up. Album. Sometimes you want to be low key, but you know, <laughs> right? All right. Yeah, probably, Next yeah, question, so I can get you out of here. How do you decompress from football? What's a hobby you enjoy partaking in? I mean, I like, I actually like basketball and I like playing video games. But since we can't really do too much in basketball because we got to stay healthy for the season and get recovery, I play the game with my friends. Are you a 2K guy or are you a Madden guy? 2K, UFC, Madden. Are you good at the UFC game? I'm good at UFC. That's probably a favorite. Do you have to like... I mean, because you can like strike, you can do the grappling, you can do the jujitsu on the ground. Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, do you have to like go in and like do a major learning curve to like get all those moves down? 
actually, you know, if you like, okay, it's a story mode. So if you play the story, it teach you everything, and then like, got you. It lets you, you finally start fighting on your own. Like it'll teach you things throughout the story. Who's your fighter on that game? John Jones. Dude, you think he's <laughs> gonna come back, heavyweight, and take it, take the crown? I hope so, but you know, John Jones went through like a lot. Like he got yeah. kicked out of the UFC like two or three times. Yeah. Then, well, I ain't gonna say kicked out, suspended. He got suspended, or, his belt taken from him, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But let's not and forget like, though, he's never been he beat. He keep coming back, right? He keep coming back and showing like he's the best fighter in the world. So, right. I hope he come back. That's like my favorite fighter. So, yeah, I hope he come back. I mean, he's coming back know. as a as, he's coming back as a heavyweight, and he's gonna fight Stipe. So that's the so, that's yeah, the deal. I don't. Will this be his first heavyweight fight? First heavyweight fight, and he's gonna fight yeah. the the defending or the the former champion. Is the champion the Francis Francis Ngannou? Do you know Francis Ngannou? I think so. I think he's like the. He's from. Got a peanut head, kind of. He's not. He's big. He's huge. He's um six five. Oh, I the think I know. Dude that knocked out. That. He knocked out Alistair Overeem. Like sent him to did the he, sunken place. I, yeah, I think so. Do did he have a little gold in his hair first? Yup. Yeah, I know exactly. What you're talking he about. knocked out Stipe to win the championship. Stipe. I don't know. John John's fighting him first. No, he's fighting Stipe, the former champion. Oh, oh yeah. okay. It's going to be crazy, man. Well, hey, listen, I'm going to let you go. I really, really appreciate you joining me, dude. And I'm I'm excited for the summer. I'm excited for the fall camp. And, um, man, good luck to you guys. Good luck to you individually. Hope this, uh, hope this season goes well for you guys. And we'll be staying in touch, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.